Are you sure you won't join us? There's something I need to do. The offer stands if you change your mind. Where can I find the Jedi? Take the Foundling to the city of Kaladin on the forest planet of Corvus. There you will find Ahsoka Tano. Tell her you were sent by Bo-Katan. And thank you. Your bravery will not be forgotten. This is the way. This is the way. Yes, hello, and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars, where before today we'd never seen Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress, but now we have. I'm your host, Trevor Chong, and it's great to have you here to recap the third episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Holy dank ferric. That sound right there is me planting my flag. Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress, greatest episode of Mandalorian ever. Come at me and tell me I'm wrong. I am doing so well after that one. All right. All right. Well, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. But before we do, I have to introduce us with a special guest today. This man here, he couldn't hit the side of a bantha if he tried. It is Joash. Joash, how are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. That was a great episode. Awesome, awesome. So Joash, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you've been thinking of this season so far, your Star Wars fandom, as you're a guest here for this first time here on Never Seen Star Wars. Yeah, um, well, I'm a long-time listener, first-time uh, guest host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy to have uh, had the opportunity to follow The Mandalorian up, to, up until this point, and Honestly, like season season two has been more of the same in a very good way, if that makes any sense. There's okay. a level of consistency that I've enjoyed with The Mandalorian where the episodes are, they've used great directors, great storylines, fantastic acting, fantastic score, which I'll probably talk about a little bit more in this episode. Um, but yeah, all around, I'm pleasantly surprised with season two. All right, and Jordan, do you want to just tell us a little bit? You're coming in hot here, and we will go through the episode uh, scene by scene a little bit, but you saying greatest of the 11 episodes so far we've seen with The Mandalorian, this goes number one? Absolutely. Um, John Favreau, executive producer, absolute genius. I'm watching The Mandalorian, and I feel like every week, especially this week, I'm getting to watch a full Iron Man movie in one episode like it was that exciting it had really cool characters it had amazing music amazing action sequences this episode brought in some new awesome characters that you can't not love and just watching the mandalorians kick everyone's ass was so beautiful so you're saying this is like the iron man 3 Ooh, that uh, christmas is right around the corner great christmas movie <laughs> all right and joe specifically this episode here what are you what's your initial reaction Oh, I'm blown away. I was sitting there within 10 minutes, just absolutely on fire, texting all of my buddies, those who watch The Mandalorian and those who don't about watching this today's episode because of how much I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into this. I've, I'm, I've watched it twice already. <laughs> Ready to talk about it. That's great. And I think that's the thing. When we see Mandalorians, other Mandalorians come in, although, although, depends who you ask if they are actually true Mandalorians but when you see other Mandalorians come in and kick butt and destroy uh, stormtroopers and uh, Quarren then it is great fun to happen there plus a lot of other great moments the fun baby Yoda moments uh, good progress in the story it seems and a nice little tease to end off the episode but let's get into it let's kind of walk us through here this episode here. Uh, what we're going to do here is just go to walk through. If you ever, ever have any questions, you can always follow us on Instagram at NeverSeenSW. Send us questions there about episodes or any thoughts that you have. We'd be happy to talk about them. But let's start in this episode here. So we continue off here where the Mando ship is completely wrecked and they have to do this landing into the atmosphere. Uh, Jordan, what, how do you think of the, how, the way they kicked off this episode? 
Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really fun. Obviously, the the ship just got wrecked from all the spiders last week. Uh, I thought it was really fun how they they can build up the suspense. Like, are we going to be able to pull off this landing? And we're just about down. We're gonna we're gonna pull it off. It's, everything's gonna be fine. And then they throw in a little bit of humor, and the ship just completely bails into the water. I thought that was a lot of fun. Great. Way, and then the opening score hits. It, it was awesome. Great way to right. start. Right. And as he fails that landing, Joash, we see that that lobster person there, maybe a relative of Admiral Akbar, he was he was very disappointed in the their landing ability. <laughs> I think we've seen a lot of disappointed Admiral Akbars in this episode, and yeah, that's number one. <laughs> the Mon Calamari, I believe, is their species. You know what he reminded me of when he was shaking his head? It reminded me of in The Lord of the Rings, uh, especially The Fellowship of the Ring, and at the very end of Return of the King, when the hobbits ride by and they see that old man sweeping, and he's just oh, like... Oh, yeah, he's got that grumpy shakes face. his head yeah, no. Yeah, yeah that's, that's who he reminded me of. Right, and so there you go. Josh, you're happy to see more of that species there. Well, I think we've <laughs> we've seen... <laughs> Anytime you see uh, a calamarian, is that what it's called? Yeah. Mon calamari, or just lobster <laughs> person works too. Yeah. You can't help but laugh. They've got a weird demeanor. They're kind of ridiculous. They talk weird. Um, I don't know. I always get it's a trap every time I see one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, like, that's, that's a character that you can't help but love. And you got to right. think, oh, in that city, they're using all kinds of lobster traps in Trask. So that saying it's a trap it must be like that this is the way for that Mon Calamari. Interesting. There Interesting. We go. Thank you. There we go. Okay, so that's sort of the, the opening scene. Nothing too of, of substance there, of impact. Just sort of a fun little opening scene. But they arrive on this planet and a nice new location here. I don't know if we got a name of the planet from what I remember. but Trask. Sort of, Trask was the name? Of, was Trask. that the name of the planet itself? Yeah, the planet. Okay. Maybe so the, the city. And then on this, so it's sort of like a fishing port, it seems, yeah. mm-hmm. and sort of a fun little atmosphere here. But before they get into the action, we get, uh, we get to meet Frogman, Joash. We're happy to see yeah. Frogman. Well, I think, you know, with Frog Lady, we just wanted there to be some sort of closure. <laughs> we get to see family reunited. We get to see loved ones connected. Um. But I think we were expecting that. I, I think the, the stuff that happens after that is what really kind of, like when they land in the port, the person they see, that's when I'm I'm starting to really have my interest peak. All right. But Jordan, do you have any thoughts on this, this what I call the frog union? <laughs> uh, the frog union is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's like someone going away to war and then coming back. And in this case, he's coming back with their entire species in her backpack. And to see them reunited is beautiful. I was sad for Baby Yoda because he's like, I have to say goodbye to all these things that I want to eat. But uh, it was a beautiful thing. Frog, frog man is one lucky man. <laughs> one lucky man, <laughs> indeed. And I did have a question here. Uh, one of my few questions we received here before the episode, which, uh, which is from Nicole here. And she says, uh, what was a better reunion? Uh, Jon Snow and Sansa Stark finally be meeting in season six or Frog Lady and Frog Man? <laughs> that's a great question. Oh, wow. man. Uh, that's really close. The answer is right on the tip of my tongue. Um, I'm going to have to go with Frog Man and Frog Lady here. It's just, uh, it's just a beautiful, you can't, this is love. You know, you can't, you can't fight love. I will say this is, it's very, it's very funny. Uh, so we, for, you know, all the dozens of listeners out here, uh, we, uh, did have a baby, me and my wife, Nicole, and now we have been watching with the baby, and she's full of hormones. Now, Nicole is usually the least emotional person that's that's ever watched TV. She never, ever has cried during a movie or a TV show. But on this reunion of the frog people, <laughs> she was tearing up. She was tearing up. So there we go. Um, we'll see if she ever listens to this or not. So we get to, uh, some info from Frogman. Frogman. Uh, and he says, okay, you got to go to the inn here, the inn here. So the Mando and Baby Yoda head to the inn. Mando orders uh, Baby Yoda some octopus soup. Jordan, what do you think of that octopus soup? Yeah, some chowder. They got that some little chowder. hose. I want one of those hoses over top of my kitchen so wherever I'm hungry. Just pour a hose of chowder. Really reminiscent of the Matrix when they <laughs> yeah. pour the slop into the bowls, yeah. okay. must I say. But, but is there li- usually like live creatures in the in the chowder? Hey, we're talking about fresh <laughs> seafood here. Some places claim to be fresh. This is fresh, authentic seafood. Face grabbing seafood. 
100%. It's yeah, grabbing good. Yeah, Mando sort of got mad at Baby Yoda. He sort of said, don't play with your food. Well, was Baby Yoda playing with his food there, Jordan? Or was he just getting think, attacked by his food? Yeah, he was more so surviving from his food than playing with it. <laughs> That's what I said. All right. Okay, so I just got to say, like the Mandalorian keeps going to these establishments and having a terrible time. <laughs> you think he'd learn from his mistakes? Well, I mean, it's just like they go, he's going to these 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 stingy pubs. He doesn't even drink himself because he can't take his mask off or do anything. Yeah. So I don't I, know I, when he eats, by the way. But yeah, that's a whole other thing. But I'd be curious to see the Yelp reviews that he writes. <laughs> Came in, didn't eat, killed a bunch of people. <laughs> they tried to kill me again, like that other place. Yeah, four out of five stars. All right. Um, so they get some info from the server there another another lobster person and they said that okay we know these these the core in they're called which to me they kind of i don't know what you say joyce to me they sort of look like squid pirates is that what you would say yeah like davy jones's locker davy exactly. jones parts of the caribbean mm-hmm. maybe a throwback to that you're getting pirate vibes from them right away too especially with that over overhead shot that came in on the boat and the way he holds himself on the boat, I don't know. I just got pirate vibes right away. Right. And so they're they, they kind of on the ship here and they're told to, hey, have you guys ever seen uh, this giant creature feed before? Jordan, what were you thinking when this uh, this pit opened up and they were going to feed yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, this seemed like something was up. This seems super sketchy. I believe it was called like a mamacor or something like that. A mamacor. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a mamacor feed? And the guy's like, hey, tell the child to come closer. It made me think that something was up here and it wasn't going to go well for them. Right, and they basically, they, they hit Baby Yoda into the mouth of the creature, and luckily that his crib has a roof on it, or else I think he was, <laughs> he was done for. Mando tries to dive in, and this is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. Uh, where the other Mandalorians show up, Josh, what were your thoughts there when we get, when we get sort of some reinforcements for Mando? Okay, immediately, mind blown. We're seeing more Mandalorians, which we were said, you know, weren't around. They were like few and far between. He's looking for more. And all of a sudden, a few Mandalorians come and save him. That's crazy. Not to mention, we get to see more jetpacks. We get to see some cool hand-to-hand combat. Some really cool jetpack and hand-to-hand combat. Um, I don't know. This scene entirely was crazy to me. And I was sitting there with my hands on my mouth like, wow. Right. And, and we did get that little teaser where we got to see one of the Mandalorians, the one that's played by Sasha Banks. We get to see her spying on Mando when he first arrived. But it was quite uh, surprising, at least to me, Jordan, when, he, when they come so early into this episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I was fine with it um, because it's set up basically the majority of the episode involved having all of them there. So it was really cool. But I remember when they first showed up, like, like Joe Ash, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, wait, is there another one? And I was like, wait. Is there another one? There all of a sudden we haven't seen another Mandalorian so long, and now there's three of them right here, just absolutely kicking ass. And we see the Mandalorian Din Djarin himself just destroy tons of people by himself, and now there's three of them. Like they are just gonna wreck these squid face bastards. Yeah, and these and these Quarren pirates, they they had no chance on this boat. And then we're jumping ahead a little bit, but then when they try to have Mando in trouble when he gets off, oh, you killed my brother there. <laughs> and and Bo-Katan comes out. She said, "Oh, he didn't kill your brother. I did." And they lasted, you know, five, ten seconds, maybe. Those guys didn't get shot off. No, they yeah. didn't. They didn't stand a chance. <laughs> All right, so we do meet these Mandalorians, <clears throat> and Bo-Katan is the the head one. She would be who I would assume is the heiress of the the, the titular yeah. character here. And we're also met by the names here. I have Casca Reeves is the female one and Axe Woves is the, the male one there. So can we just, just talk about how Axe knows. Woves is like really looks similar to Boba Fett's character, even down to the accent? Maybe. Yeah. I sort of noticed that as well. I thought, I thought there was sort of a, looked a little similarity there. I'm not sure if that is just a coincidence or if that was Jordan. Did you notice anything there? Yeah, no, the, the little bit of the armor was the same, obviously different colors, but yeah, his voice was similar. Um, I mean, I don't think there's coincidences here. So I don't know. I think they're just playing off of that. Oh, there could be coincidences. So there is sort of the mistrust right away when the this sort of uh, creed, there's sort of a different group, and they 
take off their masks right away. And there's some immediate mistrust, Joash. What did you think when they took off their masks? Well, it was such a big plot point in the first season. Um, and it was such a big thing for the Mandalore. At least we've been told it's such a big piece of their core belief that they can't remove their mask. And then we see someone do it so easily and all three of them do it. Um, I can see how the Mandalorian doesn't tr entirely trust them, especially with, you know, that being the way of the Mandalore. So, and we hear a little bit about what she believes is the way of the Mandalore later on. So I don't know. It was pretty crazy scene. I love that they blow up the ship and then fly off into nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we learned the that, three Mandalorians. We learned that they're fan. part of uh, Clan Crees, and they're sort of they follow their own sort of rules. And the Mandalorian himself, he follows his sort of maybe more traditional, maybe it's more like conservative and liberal uh, Mandalorians. We won't get too deep into that. We don't need to open up that can of worms. But Jordan, what did you think of this? These uh, the different rules they have here. Yeah, so. they're like they're like get a little this guy. He's a child of the watch. They call them a religious zealot who's trying to reestablish the ancient way. And you know what? I love the Mandalorian. I love uh Jin Jarwin. Um this is the first time I'm going to be on the other side of him on this one where I'm going to side with these new Mandalorians because they're it kind of reminds me of like people who are really into old-fashioned religious ways that are out of touch and aren't really relevant anymore but these other new Mandalorian we have here are adapting to modern culture they're like you know what it isn't really a big deal if we take our helmet off it doesn't really change anything so let's go ahead and do it and Mando's like not ready to come to terms with this new covenant this new kind of thing that they have um, but I like it I like these guys new rules they're not just following the tradition of their ancestors paving the way for themselves yeah. Josh, what about you? Are you more traditional Mandalorian or are you more progressive Mandalorian? I personally am more traditional Mandalorian. I love the fact that he holds true to his core beliefs. I think there's a reason he believes there's a reason they follow these rules. And so far, so good. He's still alive and he still has baby Yoda with him. And um, even though, I mean, yes, he got saved by some new Mandalores, uh, Mandalorians. I mean, who knows what's up, but I like old old school, but I also like the addition of new school. I like the the um, lore that we're learning about mm -hmm. and diving into that a little bit further. I'd love to learn more about the purge. I think we'll probably end up learning more about that as the episodes roll on. But the addition of three new Mandalorians, the children of the watch, the religious zealots, I'm all in. <laughs> and that's awesome. So, and I think that is maybe what we'll see here because presumably these these new the progressive Mandalorian is Bo-Katan and her, her crew there. She, they had probably, their goal is to retake Mandalore. And obviously that's sort of their own thing, but it seems like the, the Mandalorian, the show is about him going on solo missions, little side stories here and here, those sort of things. So it's just sort of setting up that he's not in it to stay and just hang out on Mandalore at the end of it. He's here to go on missions. Jordan. Yeah. But somewhere like, I don't know whether it's in the Mandalorian season two, Mandalorian season three, in a whole spinoff, in a whole new movie, we need to see them go back to Mandalore and try to take it back. That's mm -hmm. all I was thinking this episode was like, we need to like, what happened there? Why does everyone die when they go there? I need to see a whole feature film length of these, all these Mandalorians going back and trying to take their home back. Like, what an epic that would be. Yeah, well, we do get we do get a good amount in the Clone Wars of sort of what happened. I know this is maybe this is quite a few years after the Clone Wars, but there was a mm -hmm. bit of that fallout there when there was already a split between the two uh, sides of Mandalorians. Darth Maul caused some trouble in there. That's how they met Ahsoka. They know Ahsoka mm -hmm. through that. So, and I know there was more in Rebels as well a little bit, but. I'm not too up to date on that one, but so there is a bit of backstory there. And so I'm sure that the, the diehards who watch the animated series and have seen them all and know them inside out could probably guess a little bit more of that, but it's nice to see. It's interesting to see that there's sort of these different motives going on. But first, before we get into some of those motives, I want to touch on, they go into this mission here. So they tell, uh, Bo-Katan tells Mando that, okay, we do know some info on a Jedi and we'll get into that one. But you have to help us first. There's this, there's this uh, cargo ship that has to be taken out. That's taking off this freighter. And we're going to do a heist mission. They have these weapons that we need to get. And Joash, the setup of this, of this scene here and the, the battle is going to come. And the amount of stormtroopers that I'm about to, 
to be uh, ruthlessly killed here. What were your thoughts as you're watching this? So we're getting into the real good stuff of, of the episode. And I got to say, like, it was the best part of the episode. But before we get into that, isn't the Mandalorian a bit of a pushover? Like, he seems <laughs> to go into these different towns and the first person he ends up meeting always ends up tri- tricking him into doing something for them. But anyways, <laughs> he goes ahead, they jump onto the ship. Um, yeah, so from here on out, I'm obviously impressed. Lots of Rogue One vibes, especially the hallway fight scenes that occur. Can't help but think of Darth Vader taking down um, uh, all those dudes in, in at the end of Rogue One. Uh, so, same vibes here. Like these Mandalorians are unstoppable. Absolutely mm-hmm. armed to the teeth. Only four of them. They, just, they talk about that as, as they enter the ship. And then they go on a tear. Yeah, the whole first crew too, like Bo-Katan just walks in by herself with, doesn't even use her gun. She's like this little knife attached to her wrist and she just <laughs> wrecks those first couple guys. Yeah, and it doesn't seem fair. We know that the storm, they have no confidence in the stormtroopers. Uh, it doesn't matter how many they are. They can't, they can't hit anything. So as, I think that's the first time we, they've ever acknowledged the fact that stormtroopers have bad aim. Is that right? Yeah, because Maybe, even, yeah. even Obi-Wan back in the original talked about how they were actually sharpshooters. He's like, these shot marks couldn't have been done by sand people. They can't shoot well enough. Must have been stormtroopers. <laughs> so something happened from A New Hope to now that they just got worse at shooting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the stormtroopers, when they fight Jawas, they're, they're superior uh, fighters, I mean, but when they fight <laughs> like anybody else, <laughs> when they fight anybody else, they, yeah. they are no good. Look, they the do, Empire's always yeah. been cast a wide net, let's just get lots of bodies, let's just shoot mm. a lot and hope to hit something. They've never been accuracy mm-hmm. and espionage. It's never been their trait. They're all quantity over quality. Yeah. Although Finn, Finn seemed like a, at least not the Empire, but Finn seemed like a capable uh, stormtrooper. Yeah, he was okay. It took him a little bit to get, well, to get rolling. How good of a stormtrooper, stormtrooper could he have been if he left? <laughs> Long live the Empire. <laughs> there we go. All right. So the, the group here, they do get stuck. They get caught in the cargo control area, uh, Jordan. <laughs> What did you think here? They looks like, you know, we got them in the cargo controller. Wait, yeah. where? Where are they? Yeah, this is so good. This is, this is what I'm talking about with, like, John Favreau, just a genius writing this stuff. Like, he mixes in what's a super intense, serious action scene with this really comical moment where of all the places they get locked in, they get locked in the place where they can kind of control everything. And then these guys just get sent flying down 30,000 feet or whatever. It's so funny. So good. Josh, what did you think of this scene here? Yeah, I think it's just John Favreau's, and this was this was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Is that correct? She was amazing. Great. Like this was such a great episode from the score, mm-hmm. from the comedy to the mix of comedy in like very intense scenes. Um, learning, you get to see some like really cool gadgetry, I guess, from the Mandalorians as they work their way to the cockpit. Um, and then yeah, as soon as the doors open, it's just like chaos right yeah and it's chaos in the best way so i don't know i love this scene this was yeah. amazing and it's, it was fun it's fun to see the generals in their in their costumes sort of like their their get-ups there and it's fun to see just the stormtroopers and sort of in a ship and just sort of the the whole sets and all these from, from the, the port city to the to being on the water and then to being on this ship here it sort of felt fun and a, a nice Unique look. So they've been to, they were at Tatooine before. Last episode, they're in a snow-like planet, I guess, and now they were sort of in a in a city-like place or a port-like. And I think these are the types that I really like these these sort of uh, grungy sort of cities that I have in there. So I thought it was cool. Did you enjoy this location, Jordan? Yeah, it was fun. I like I love exploring new places. It's a big big galaxy far far away and like let's go explore new places i i always love seeing new places and this was fun too it was really a lot like uh yeah like a fishing port it was a lot like new asgard aka norway <laughs> um but uh, no, it was great all right so we finally get into the ship here they're kicking everybody's butt and we realize okay bo she has a a specific motive and it's not just that she wants to take back Mandalore, but to take back Mandalore, she needs the Dark Saber. The Dark Saber yeah. that was introduced to us in the season one finale. Uh, Joe, how did you feel uh, finding out that those dots connect? 
Well, I was just, obviously I want to learn more about the Darksaber. This is like really new to the canon. And I think it's like, it's something that everybody should be excited about. Um, I think we were teased by it, but it sounds like this Darksaber obviously has more use than just being a regular weapon. Um, so I'm excited to learn about that. It sounds like, you know, Bo-Katan is like, she has experience and she knows stuff that we aren't aware of. And her asking the Mandalorian to be part of future missions is like, I want to see her more. I want to see this group more. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty evident they're really cool. And they're obviously very heavily entwined with this Darksaber storyline that we're about to uh, embark upon. So I'm excited. Do you think, uh, Joash, that we will see them more? I I I have an inkling that we will. I believe we'll see them more because the story with the Mandalorians and uh, the children of the watch, sorry, her, her sect and the children of the watch isn't really complete yet. Mm-hmm. So they've left the door open for more story there, but the dark saber story is obviously big. They wouldn't have teased it at the end of last season for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I believe we'll probably end up seeing them again. Yes. Jordan, it seems like this dark saber is yeah. It's not just a weapon, but it's a symbol of something, almost like a Aragorn sword. Well, I don't remember what the name of that was, dude. Uh, yeah, that's no, a good I don't. Point. But no, I, I, that's what I was thinking too. Like, because if you go off Bo-Katan's whole mission, it's to go back and take back the throne of Mandalore, and it sounds like she needs this one last thing in order to do it. So for me, I see it as a symbol of whoever is yielding this dark saber can establish the throne of Mandalore. So for her to get that back would allow her to truly take back power in Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And just sort of following the roadmap of season one, where it was Mando doing these side missions mostly, but then in episode seven and eight, it all sort of converged together. They brought all these characters together. So I'm just trying to think about, okay, where, and we kind of, we'll get on that maybe a bit in the end of the, after we recap the whole episode, but where, are we going to, are we converging into a final battle against Moff Gideon where it's for the dark saber, but why is, why is Mando involved? I assume they'd bring cop Vanthan. Why is he involved? Uh, maybe they call up Frogman and he can help too. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I assume Ahsoka might get involved, but just why, what is that big picture that it's more than just Bo-Katan's mission, but how does it help? everyone maybe it's in the protection of baby yoda maybe that's something there but something just to think about as we head into there but before we touch on that i want to touch on that a bit more at the end but we do finally meet up with we don't meet him in person but we finally see moff gideon i've been asking where's moff gideon where's moff gideon uh joash do you think he was just in los palos hermanos this whole time whole time (laughs) or was he is now we finally see him no and i think he obviously plays a huge role in all of this and but on the back end. And we never really, you know, even with Darth Vader, Darth Maul, they always did, well, except Darth Maul, actually Darth Vader um, and Senator Palpatine. We always see them play these big roles on the back and they control a lot of what's going on with the empire. So I think uh, this vessel was transporting something for Moff Gideon and we don't know what, and we get to see him. He's obviously not impressed. Um, so I don't know. He's, we're going to see him more. I think we're going to see him more and more. We're going to hear more and more what his plans are as we, as the episodes continue. But it's good to see him again. Yeah, that dark saber is really exciting. I'm I'm glad it's part of the uh, the show and uh, it, it, him and that dark saber are obviously going to play a big piece going forward. Yeah, Jordan. It seems like Moff Gideon has his his sort of own mission that he's on that may or may not involve Mandalorian and Baby Yoda at this point. It sort of seems like this. it's hard to tell what his goal is right now. Yeah, I mean, if he's saying things like long live the empire, it makes you think that he wants to reestablish the empire with him at the head of it all. And Mm -hmm. what I love about Moff Gideon that we've learned a little bit more of. um, So in the last two episodes of season one, we saw just how ruthless he is and that he ended up killing a bunch of his own men in that, cantina there in order to get to uh mandalorian and cara dune and grief Targon and and what we see here is he's willing to kill more of his men again if it's going to be better for his end game and i always love we we've talked about this before trevor i always love a bad guy who is just ruthless and willing <clears throat> to do anything takes no prisoners and will just like kill anyone inside that he needs to and i love that um but it seems like yeah he's trying to establish the new empire 
that's that's what I'm seeing. Right, and so that that now that's interesting. And what what is this? How is he going to do that? Is he trying to be the new big head honcho and is controlling maybe? Is there other Mandalorians that he is has the control over because he has that dark saber as well? Is that something that's going on there? But he does pull off this plan. Okay, you you guys basically have to self distract here. You got to pull a uh, almost an Admiral Holdo like move here and uh, just crash. I guess they're just going straight down to the ground, Joes. Was that the plan? Well, I think yeah, that was the plan. I think they have zero dis at zero regard for for life on this planet and I think they were trying to show it in that scene where they were trying to escape the planet's atmosphere as well as just crash this entire vessel into the planet's uh planet's surface so um yeah they don't really care about the lobster people at all do they yeah how how dare they how dare they I I just got I got a question for you guys do you think do you think Moff Gideon's force sensitive Jordan that's a good question. I do, I guess, I guess if it's black and white, I would say no as of right now, but I do think that he still is interested in baby Yoda for that reason, because he desires to be force sensitive and there, he knows that there's something in the child that can maybe help him use that somehow. Um, so I would say right now, probably not, but um, he wants to be. It is interesting because it, it, he's definitely an, an older gentleman and wonder like how can he physically even use the dark saber and fight mm. some of these people. Like it seems like Mando, any of these Mandalorians or presumably maybe Ahsoka or someone would just destroy him mm-hmm. in any sort of hand-to-hand combat. So that him being force sensitive might actually give him a bit of an edge. So that isn't something to, to look forward mm-hmm. to. Do you think he is Joash? You know what? I think he might be. Make the call. But Make I the think, call. Bold prediction. But my actual hot take I think Moff Gideon's a Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's good. Because how, because how is he so involved? How did he get the Darksaber? Why is he so invested in these, these people here? Yeah. And, these, and he these knows trees? a lot about them, right? He's really knowledgeable. Yeah. He's, he's got power. He's got the Darksaber. For me, I think there's a twist in all of this. And I think potentially, I could be wrong. But I have a feeling that Moff Gideon is a Mandalorian. Scared. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to keep track of that. And I, and I hope to see more of Moff Gideon. I, I've been saying it. I wanted to see, I was disappointed he wasn't in the first two episodes. Happy we got a little bit of him here. But I want to see more of Moff Gideon. Even just what is his plan? What's he going on here? I guess they don't really, they don't really flash into other scenes. It's always just what exactly is going on in the Mando storyline. Yeah. But it'd be curious to see if they ever pull away from him a bit and see what's going on in the background. You know, I don't think us- that's ever happened. Mando, the the Mando is in the Mando is in 100% of the seats. He's not in. Yeah. They, well, he sometimes is, is like, so we like the Moff Gideon scene in this episode, for example, he wasn't in the scene. He was talking right. to it. There was a moment in the, uh, in the season one, in the Tatooine episode where he teams up with that, other that rookie bounty hunter to cap- right. capture that girl and those two sort of are negotiating on their own when right. mando goes off so there's just a little bit of going on but he's yeah. in that storyline right but i right. but i'd be curious like why don't we get why don't we get a cold open where we see moff mm-hmm. gideon you know picking up the trail of mandalorian and yeah. and then we see behind him a whole bunch of dead bodies or something like that a de- or, or we see frog lady and frog man dead oh no, stop that right? you know some, something vicious there as a cold open and then we get into the mando storyline i think that would be fun but he left he left the tadpoles they're okay though right i hope so hope so oh thank god <laughs> all right Order so 66 on all frog people <laughs> that's what it sort of seemed like when they <laughs> when it was sort of like long live the empire long live that sort of seemed like an order yeah. 66 type type of moment there although they yeah. were not that successful on it uh they were trying to kill him the stormtroopers seem like they have the mandalorians pinned and the mando sort of pulls off this hail mary move now explain to me this best card joash so the best card is enough to protect you from the laser shots but like not not like it still like hits you and knocks you down is, is that is that right is that what I'm i would at? i would yeah it's like they're trying to it's like kevlar right like it, you're going to break some ribs. You're going to feel some pain. It's not always going to be 
And these guys are firing like a lot of shots. These weren't just like one or two blaster pistols, uh, you know, zinging off you. There were a lot of shots coming in. And then, of course, there's an explosion at the end. So his poor body is going through the <laughs> ringer right now. But hey, he gets the grenades off, right? Mm-hmm. He Kobe's them through the door. Guys go boom. He's got his armor on. I think, I think he knew what he was doing. Yeah, the Mando, the Matt, the Mando is like a very calculated person, and I don't think he would be making like a, uh, a, a, a play with his own life there if he didn't expect it to pay off. He's got the the child in the hands of some random, right? And he needs to know where these other Mandalorians are. He, I think he made, he knew exactly what he was doing, and that right. the the sh- shots coming through the door weren't going to kill him. I guess we understand a bit more about the value of Beskar as those pirates, they weren't even going for baby Yoda. They were going purely for the Beskar, I think. And they found like they were rich because they had a suit here. Like is, is his net value of this suit here, Jordan, like, you know, $5 million, $10 million suit. Yeah. And you wonder why everywhere he goes, people are trying to kill him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's just walking around, <laughs> holding out, walking around, holding gold in your hand. And like, Hey everyone, look at this gold. This Beskar stuff is like incredibly indestructible. You know what it reminds me of is uh, it's Friday night. We're recording this after we're done here. Everyone go into your liquor cabinet, finish your bottle of crown Royal, and then try to break that bottle. The crown Royal bottle is impossible to break. Here it is. Is a Crown Royal bottle made out of Beskar? Maybe. <laughs> now, just a little side note here, my question here, Joash. So we know that the Beskar, the Beskar is pretty indestructible. You, you get shot, it knocks you down. You get okay. vibranium vibes off of it. Okay, it's yeah, maybe. coming through again. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like vibranium. My question is, what are the Stormtrooper suits made out of? Because those armors <laughs> don't, they don't okay, do look. anything. Mass produced, clearly made out of plastic, right? Like... <laughs> Look, if these guys can't shoot, you you bet your ass they're not armoring them up in Beskar, right? They aren't trained well. The Empire doesn't care. What the Empire cares about is just putting up bodies and power, right? Beskar is for trained trained individuals. You don't put that type of value on somebody who doesn't know how to shoot a gun, right? These guys are armed to the teeth. They're amazing killers, and they use the best weapons and the best armors. Yeah, times are tough for the Empire. They must have went to Party City on November 1st, got all the clearance Stormtrooper costumes, threw them on their men, and that's why they go down. Because that's what I wonder. I mean, why even put them in the armor? Why not just have them loose and and be more agile? Whoa, yeah. Use their agility instead of just having this armor that does absolutely nothing. It's never stopped a a shot. We've seen Stormtroopers get, get punched before. You're getting if you're getting you're wearing a helmet and you get punched and they why, get knocked out. Why doesn't the why didn't the Empire just use Beskar and, and make droids? That's true. Well, droids are, droid armies are unstoppable. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Wouldn't be able to be stopped, especially against the Gungans. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So they eventually they stop the ship from crashing, and Bo-Katan says, "Thanks, Mando. Do you want to keep joining me?" And he says, "No, I have my own mission." And it's to find the Jedi, and this is where we get it. Bo-Katan says, go to this planet here. I didn't catch the planet's name, but it's okay. We'll, we'll get there. Go there, and you're going to find a Jedi named Ahsoka. Jordan, are you excited about getting closer to Ahsoka? This is awesome. Like, Ahsoka, fan favorite in the animated series. Is, um, not just that we're going to get Ahsoka, but that we're going to get a Jedi in the Mandalorian. Like, we're in the Star Wars realm. The coolest thing about the Star Wars realm, whether it be in the original trilogies, prequels, um, post uh, sequel trilogy, is the Jedi. The Jedi are what makes Star Wars really cool. And now we're going to get one in this already really cool, really fun show. And we're going to get this really cool female Jedi, Ahsoka. Like, it's going to be awesome. Joash. Yeah, Ahsoka has just only been in the animated series. We've never seen a live version of Ahsoka. So that's going to be huge. We get introduced to planet Corvus, which is like a forest planet as well. So once again, we're going to be taken to another world we haven't really seen much of this season. Um, But yeah, I mean, introducing Jedi, this is going to be the first time we see Jedi in the episode, right? Or or in the series. Um, And with Ahsoka being the, the first one, I think this is a great introduction to uh, somebody the fans have never seen before, I've never seen before, and I'm excited to see what kind of Ahsoka we see. 
Yeah. And to me, it tracks that. I think it seems like his ship is not. And so he does go back. His ship is somewhat fixed. It's not perfect, but he paid a thousand credits for it. It's got to work. Yeah, it works, but it doesn't seem like to me that's sort of a setup that he's not going to get to Ahsoka in episode Mm -hmm. four. It seems like, uh, as maybe Catherine told us, and I guess last week, that that Dave Filoni episode five directed episode is probably where the Ahsoka appearance could happen. Uh, so the question is, where, what happens in episode four here? What is the next move? Is it just another side mission? Are we meeting another character, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. His ship goes down, he needs to get his ship fixed. While he's getting his ship fixed, he gets in some kind of problem. Like, that is the formula of Mandalorian episodes. And let me just say, I'm fine with it. You know, we have all these things that we've talked about in this episode. Like, we're going to see Ahsoka. We're going to go back to Mandalore. We're going to have this battle with Moff Gideon. I think we need to have a longer-sighted view of this that I don't think all of these things are going to play out within the episodes of this season, but it's going to play out over season two, season three, maybe season four, maybe in another spinoff series. And I think we're probably going to get less of these people sooner than we'd like, you know, and it's going to be kind of dragged out, but not in a way that it's like, oh, let's get this over with, but more in a way that we're just going to have more fun along the way. We're going to kill crate dragons. We're going to kill giant spiders. We're going to fight lobster face guys. And that's just what the Mandalorian is. And the truth is I want that because I don't want him to solve all these problems right away. I want this to go on for a couple more seasons and a lot more series. Yeah, I'm with you, Jordan. I think I'm fine with the filler episodes. I think they add more to the story. They add more depth and context to everything. Mm-hmm. I want them to explore more storylines and just like, stuff we don't know about in this universe that would be ideal but like they typically do that like those spiders that came out of nowhere was crazy and they just kept getting bigger and bigger and more and more so that's going to be exciting but yeah i think i think we'll see an ahsoka appearance probably a teaser at the end of the next episode uh until like a full storyline with her probably that runs until the end of the end of the season Mm -hmm. which i mean is going to be awesome yeah do we think, uh, I've been asking this, we finally saw Moff Gideon, but we've yet to see Cara Dune and Grief Karga at Jordan. Do we think that they appear in episode four? <laughs> I mean, I think every week we've been saying, this is the one, this is yeah. its time, here they come. So this time, I'm going to say, nope, we're not going to see them yet. He doesn't, he doesn't need them yet. He's not in a situation where he needs backup. So I'm going to wait, say we're not going to see them yet until he's really in desperate need of some old friends. Josh, you think it's maybe an episode six thing before the before the final two episodes that they that they yeah, come on? Most likely, most likely. Um, I I've, I've, I like I like Cara Dune. I think she's a great character, but like I I don't see a need for them yet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no need. There, he's in space in a ship that doesn't work. Unless they come out of nowhere, Guardian of the Galaxy style, and save them. I'm not really seeing it in the next episode. Right. And it seems, well, that's why well, we have eight episodes left and I'm just going off the roadmap of last season. It seems like every episode you get a side character that interacts with Mando and that we might get six side characters before we head into sort of the final two episodes, seven and eight. And if we have three more episodes before that, we know we're going to get one with Ahsoka. I'd imagine one would be the Cara Dune Grief Karga. Uh, because they're big actors, they're in the posters, they're in the promotion, you'd think that they would have some sort of role to play. And then when we were going to get one more episode where we meet another a new character, that's what I would think. Hard to say. The episode basically wraps up here. We, we finally get back to Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is hanging out with Baby Frog. So that's good, good to see. <laughs> So he's, it was he's, cute. It was cute when he was uh, getting pulled away and he was whining like a little kid getting taken away from playtime. Like, no, Josh, play some more. Josh, were you worried that Baby Yoda was gonna eat Baby Frog? I was the entire time, but you could see he like there. You couldn't really, from his expression, see what he was doing with it. So at, the more he kept touching it, I was like, at some point he's gonna put this tadpole in his mouth. And yeah, thank well, God he didn't. I know. And we know he's, eat, he's eaten frogs before, so and, and the frog eggs for sure. And then uh, at the end there, it's sort of a funny little scene to end it off where this sort of weird <laughs> creature is about to kill Yoda or something, and then Mando catches it, and Yoda finally gets his snack. Jordan, thoughts of that would end yeah, that I episode? Felt, it felt good. I mean, the, the calamari made it, his new ship, made a ship like a nautical theme all of a sudden, and then there's octopuses climbing around it. It was like, it's going to be a long, bumpy road, so get the kid fed before that yeah and it was a pretty quiet baby yoda episode joe so i guess that's why they wanted to have another cute moment in there yeah i mean 
it's a family oriented show and i think they 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 do such a great job of walking that line where it keeps you engaged in with comedy with you know like scenes like that are just very they feel like bring life to the show and it's like almost brings like a humanizing aspect to the mandalorian as well but it also makes him look cool he reaches behind his head and just grabs this thing out of the air <laughs> as it goes for baby yoda and next thing you know it's in baby yoda's mouth so it's, it's fun there we right go all right before we get into some of i, I have some, some thoughts and questions about predictions for future episodes and i want to get into our ratings is there anything else either of you want to bring up in this episode that we haven't touched on yet uh, i thought it was cool that um bo katan was played by i, I don't know how to pronounce her last name katie sackoff or something like that and it's the same person who played the voice of her in the clone wars okay, okay. so that's really cool i thought that was really awesome that is great. Yeah, that I, is great. I just think it's great that they're they're melding the animated series into more yeah. canon. I think there are so many cool characters that we can explore in the animated series. Um, Ahsoka being my favorite, so I'm excited to see her finally because she she really does end up being a really cool character. Um, I, I thought the score, which I didn't oh really get a gosh. chance to talk <laughs> about, was just phenomenal. This this episode, like every scene where there was intensity um the score was perfect for it the action scenes were great from a from a music standpoint um obviously audio visual like the visual effects were crazy um just the fight scenes themselves from the hand-to-hand combat combat to the um to the weapons the mandalorians use even their armor like they had different designs on their armor and seeing all of that in in play was great yeah, Bo-Katan yeah. had an awesome helmet, cool design on there. The the music that started when they were flying in their jetpacks towards the ship was like the coolest music. Amazing. That was so the best good. music ever. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> awesome. So what we like to do here is we like to each give here, wrap up the episode by giving a rating out of 10 for the episode to see how we're going. And we sort of then average out the three, mine and Jordan's ratings plus our guests' rating. And... Episode one scored a 7.5 out of 10. Episode two scored an 8 out of 10, which apparently is a bit of a shocker. I was reading some comments. Some people didn't, didn't enjoy episode two as much, but we, we did. So we go into episode three here. Uh, Jordan, I have a feeling where you're going to go, but Jordan, why don't you give us your, your rating and why? All right. So, I mean, I have high expectations for this show now. It's always delivered. Do I think that I can see more episodes like this? Absolutely. Do I think I can see episodes that are going to exceed this? It's going to be tough. I think it's possible, but I have to give this episode the respect that it deserves. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 wow. for episode, sorry, chapter 11. Yeah. I mean, if you're calling it the best Mando episode of all time, how can I, I not? You, you have to give it a 10. <laughs> all right, Joe Ash. I'm, I'm actually going to give it a nine. I think, Obviously, amazing episode, but the best is yet to come. We have Ahsoka. We have the Darksaber. We have more Mandalorian lore. Um, we've got this broken ship with Baby Yoda. We don't even know what his purpose is in the whole scheme of things yet. I'm going to hold on to my 10. And for this episode, a solid 9. <laughs> you can give more than one a 10. <laughs> You're going to hold on to it. He's going to save it. Save it for later. We, so we only get one of each number? Yeah, I've already right. used seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Next week's getting a one by default. All right. So for me, for me, I'm in a similar camp to Joe Ash. I really enjoyed the episode. I'm waiting for, you know, what's Baby Yoda going to do? What's Ahsoka going to do? Uh, but I love the episode. I still, think, I still think we're moving in a progression. We're moving up. We're moving toward bigger and better things. I'm giving it a nine out of ten, which does clearly give us Give it the number one episode right now out of the three at a 9.3 rating here. So that's going to be tough to beat. It's going to be tough to beat. We'll see how we go here. But a 9.3, very strong showing, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Well-deserved. All right. So a couple of things I want to get into here. So I'll make a couple of predictions as we get into here is one is the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka story here. So Ahsoka, we know her. She uh, is a Jedi, was a Jedi. Depends how you determine it. But she has the Force for sure. And... What exactly is her role going to be? So picture this. Mando shows up. He says, hi, Ahsoka. Nice to meet you. Here's baby Yoda. <laughs> what is Joe, Joe Ash, what is Ahsoka's reaction going to be? 
Um, well, first she's going to be like, Yoda? <laughs> you know, I haven't seen this green guy in a long time. And now there's like another one that's way younger. So I don't know. Like her reaction could be complete confusion, which I expect it to be. I think, um, you know, Jedi are allowed to be confused, but they end <laughs> up learning things through the force that, you know, she's force sensitive. I think she'll end up realizing what her role is to play with this, with this child. But the show is called The Mandalorian. Okay, let's let's make let's make things real. This show revolves around our mm-hmm. our protagonist here. So I don't think Ahsoka's role is going to be as as important as we think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a really nice thing for the fans to see. Yeah. I personally believe she'll probably be part of other projects for Disney, more like another Disney Plus spin-off series or something along those lines. Um, but I think we're excited to see her, right? She she has had a, a major role on the animated series. And Baby Yoda has a massive role to play as well. Do I see that him getting separated from the Mando? I don't know. But I don't think Ahsoka is, Ahsoka is going to be that person just yet. Mm-hmm. Jordan, do you have any thoughts on Ahsoka? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple ways it could go. Because you said it in your question, like, is Ahsoka a Jedi or not? Like, that's a big thing. And, and there's a lot of things coming from the animated series that might not hold true when it comes into this universe. Because... In the animated series, Ahsoka knows who Yoda is. But in this world, does she know who Yoda is? Therefore, will she be able to identify yeah, the child and be like... I think she will. Like, I think she okay. will. Well, that's something I wonder about. Will she be able to identify this thing that looking like Master Yoda? But I think the bigger thing is, is that is she really a Jedi? I don't think she's the answer that the Mandalorian is looking for. She, mm-hmm. He's going to have the child delivered to her. And she's going to be like, well, I'm not really a part of like the Jedi religion. Do I have these skills? Do I follow some of the same things? Yes, but I'm not going to be able to take this thing and do anything with it. So I think like Joa, she's not going to have a huge role and we're going to see more of her at another time, maybe in her own series, maybe in a movie, but I think she'll be probably a one and done at mm-hmm. best in this series. Now, Ahsoka does help Rey in episode nine. So he, she does, yep. she is one of the Jedi when Rey says, sure. and I am all the Jedi. She does help him there. Uh, Joyce, help him. Here's my hot take I had in episode one. And I still think, I think we're moving in that direction. I, my hot take was that the phrase baby Yoda would be said in this, in this show. <laughs> and I think it's going to come from Ahsoka. What do you think about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I think so. I think she knows Yoda and she sees a baby version of him. I don't okay. think we've ever heard Yoda's Yoda species mentioned in any Star Wars canon, have we? We don't know what Yoda no. is. So, the, the, yeah. the, the only other one we've seen, there was one in the Jedi Council in episode one who mysteriously did not continue on in episode two and three. You know, <laughs> we've seen early. possibly two Yodas, but we still don't know if they, what their species is. Yeah. So the only thing Ahsoka Tano is going to know is that this is a miniature version of Yoda. And <laughs> she's either going to say Yoda, baby, or baby Yoda. Let's play this out. How is this going to look? Okay, okay. Trevor, yeah, Trevor yeah. Who, who do you want to be? I'll be Ahsoka. Okay, I'll be the Mandalorian, Josh. Okay. You be you be the Baby Yoda. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, I hear, I hear you're a Jedi, and you can. Uh, I'm helping this child find his home. Here, here you go. This this child. I'm I, I'm not a Jedi anymore. Oh, but uh, I've been told to let, try to find a Jedi to give this to. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Huh? It looks yeah, like. Does, a, does this does this look like anything to it you? Do, it does. It looks like it looks like someone I used to know. Yoda, as a baby. Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I mean, you can't write this stuff. The credits roll. End of it. It's over. That's the end of it. That's the end of the That's series. <laughs> series finale. Okay. Okay. Any other... Uh, I do think... Okay. So I do think, still think Ahsoka... We're picking her up. She's coming episode five, I think. Prediction. And then I think episode seven, episode eight, we're getting into a big conflict against Moff Gideon. We're going to get the Mandalorians involved. Ahsoka's going to be there. Cobb Vanth is going to be there. May or may not ha- include a frog person. I'm not sure what their use would be, but maybe picks them up. Uh, maybe they think. Babysitters. Right. And then Cairo Dude and Grief Karga are going to get there. They're really, they're racking up the Avengers here. I know. This is the end game you got going and, on here. And they're getting, well, it's just, it's just what happened. In, the same thing happened in episode, episode seven and eight of Mandalorian season one, 
yeah. where he he got in Quail, he got IG Eleven, yeah. he got uh, Cara Dune, Grief Karga. They all came together. The Mandalorians didn't come, so that's true. They didn't. Well, he did get the that one woman, the the Lady yeah. Mandalorian. She was there too. The so one. I do think there's something coming down. And then someone's got a duel with that dark saber. I think could we yeah. get a Moff Gideon Ahsoka duel? That seems very possible. Very that'd be epic. Oh man, that'd be awesome. All right. The last, the last sort of question I have for you here is I've noticed something in the episode titles. I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but there's been a pattern in the episode titles. Episode uh, chapter nine has been the Marshal. Chapter 10, the passenger. Chapter 11, the heiress. Okay. Do we have any predictions for future episode titles? I think I can knock out one here for you where okay. we get an episode called the Jedi. Okay. Does that, does that seem mm-hmm. familiar to you? That's a good guess. Okay. Do you have any other predictions? It seems like we're on this 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 path here. Will we have what are some other episode titles we could get? Okay, so how about when Cara Dune and Grief come back in the picture? We have the old friends. <laughs> the old friends? Okay. <laughs> or the bounty hunter. The bounty hunters. Okay. Okay. I could see I could see Ahsoka's episode be, being named The Rogue. The Rogue. Ooh. No, that's good. That's really good. Would Jin Erso be there? <laughs> uh, here, here's some other. Here, let me. Here's some other ideas I have. Here's some other ideas here. The Wookie. No, get out of here! Okay. Wow, I guess it's possible. That could be the next one potentially. How about let this me, one? Up? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was gonna say. Well, they are going to a forest planet next. Mm-hmm. That's where she's supposed to find. He's supposed to find Ahsoka. So, I mean, is there the Ewok? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nub nub, then yum nub. Could we get uh, here's 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 two I have. Okay, one's more simple. I think we could get it, and it's not a new character. It's called the child. Has that been an episode title already? Actually, that might have already been an episode title. It might have been like episode one. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. I think that was the first ever episode. Now that I think about it, let's see. Let me look here. It's gotta be. No, it was it was chapter two. It was chapter two. I just look actually to look at the chapter. Sorry, the season one titles. I'm gonna look at the season one titles. I think this is interesting. Episode one, The Mandalorian. Okay. Chapter two, The Child. So we've already had that. Chapter three, The Sin. Okay. Chapter four, Sanctuary. So they went away from this thing. They didn't go the sanctuary. Chapter five, the gunslinger. Chapter six, the prisoner. Okay. Chapter seven, the reckoning. And chapter eight, redemption. So, so they we're on go- a trajectory here that every fourth and eighth loses the the. Like mm-hmm. Facebook loses the the. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Justin Timberlake told him to. Here's my other last one here. And I'm not sure exactly how this could come into play. But how about this for an episode title? The chosen one. Okay something that's something <laughs> you know i don't know that's my thought here who's the chosen one the child i don't know i guess we'll have to watch the episode and find out <laughs> yep, no. well, as i'm on imdb looking up the the names okay there's you, already you... there's a thumbnail for episode four okay let's hear it let's go and for it without spoiler, any spoilers, alert, spoiler alert without any spoilers well there is a spoiler uh cara dune is in the picture okay oh okay. the old friend the old friend okay could this be the friend right yeah. away for jordan grabbing the episode name or yeah. the soldier friends. the friends but with uh the like shock, shock trooper friends font yeah. with yeah. like friends font from yeah <laughs> friends forever be there uh. for you <laughs> yes can we get the bing with the gallon <laughs> all right all right so uh. That's my thought, though. I think it'd be interesting to track here. It does seem like this one's more clearly, okay, it's the sidekick. We're getting sidekicks here. I do want to see more, okay, I do think, we, we think we'll see more Mandalorians, right? We do agree with that, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, actually think yeah, we'll see more Cobb Vanth? Do you think we'll see more Cobb Vanth? Um, I don't think we'll really? see more Cobb Vanth, but really? I could be wrong. Well, you know what? That's not entirely true. Like, I think we see... I think ultimately we see Boba Fett with his armor yeah. back on, potentially, yeah, yeah. but I don't I don't know if we see Cobb Vanth for sure. That's something we've totally forgot about. And I was just going to say, yeah. there, there's an episode title right there, The Bounty Hunter, and it's, yeah. and it's Boba Fett, right? Yeah. That's is that not, does that not make I'd sense? I'd put my money on The Bounty Hunter more than anything else. Yeah. yeah. More than The Wookiee? <laughs> more than The Wookiee. More than um, The Friends. <laughs> the Smuggler. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, Poe Dameron. 
The Sith Lord. The, the Spice Runner. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the question is, will, will Boba Fett show up again? So, I do think Cobb Vanth, I think, he, he, I think he's got to show up again. There's got to be some way to loop him back in there. Uh, will Frog Lady, Frog Man show up again? I'm not sure. I'm I not hope sure. so. I mean, yeah, you got to think so. I think they got to have their own spinoff series here. Oh, but, uh, and will we see more of the Mandalorians? Yes, we will. And will we see Ahsoka? Yeah, Carrie Dune, Good Cargo. So I do think we're on this trajectory towards that. But I think that basically wraps us up here of everything that I wanted to touch for this episode, for future episodes. Once again, thank everybody for listening. Please uh, let, let your friends know. Share, share with us if you enjoyed the podcast. And if you didn't, then just don't share with us at all uh that's no, fine we, we're t- we'll take any feedback sure you can give us five star review or honest reviews on itunes but preferably five star reviews uh so that'd be great and uh yeah again if we can follow us at never seen sw on instagram or myself at trevor chong t-i-e-v-o-r-c-h-o-n-g and i always put in the notes and the emails and stuff in the in the show notes if you ever have any questions whoever you want to bring any comments or any thoughts we as well we do these we're kind of waiting for this mandalorian season to end but uh me and Kristen, who's never seen star wars which is why this show is called never seen star wars we've been going through the star wars saga we've gone through six movies so we likely will pick up the sequel trilogy after the mandalorian season two there's also was announced that there's going to be a star wars lego disney movie christmas special so maybe yeah Maybe that'll be something we look at uh, in Christmas time when mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it's coming out in about a week. But maybe we'll look at it after after Mando season two happens. Because um, that'd be kind of a fun one just to dig into. And that basically does it for us. Josh, thank you for being here. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, maybe we'll hope to have my, my whole baby is to work towards maybe some episode eight, you know, where we've picked up all these sidekicks and now we we pull in a everyone comes back together in this battle for Moff Gideon. So we'll see how it goes. And Jordan, any last thoughts here? Dank Farrick. What a great episode. Great talking to you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Long live the empire. Bye.